You're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. Now, here's your host, my dad, Thelonious Seven. It's time for the Brown Showdown on Dogs by Nature Radio. I'm your host, Thelonious Seven. In NFL Week 3, we welcome Justin Fields to our Lake Erie Digs as the Chicago Bears look to maul your Cleveland Browns at Ohio Edison Stadium. Well, to help us get ready for this contest, we reached out to Mason West of the Chicago Audible Podcast. Hey there, my name is Mason West and I am a co-host of the Chicago Audible, which is a Chicago Bears podcast based out of the Chicagoland area. I'm also a physical therapist, so I do a lot of injury analysis uh, regarding the team as well. Mason, it's great to hear from you. Thank you for taking your time to share with us here on Dogs by Nature Radio. And now, representing your Cleveland Browns is football fantasy guru, Bring Brownie back. Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy, Bring Brownie back on Twitter, at Cleveland underscore Elf. Here with Thelonious, my boy, inviting me to do this Browns preview, so I'm excited. I'm coming off a big fantasy week. I'm 2-0 of six of my seven teams, non-Dynasty. Dynasty's doing a little bit weaker, but we won't get into that. Triple B, it's great to have you back in the studios. So with the pleasantries aside, let's get into this third week of the Browns showdown. As it is our custom, we kick things off with the opposition's offense. So let's hear from Mason West as he talks about what he's expecting from this unit on Sunday. The offense is going to look really different this week than it has over the last two weeks. And that's because Justin Fields will be starting. Uh, Andy Dalton went down with a bone bruise. He should be out probably at least three to four weeks, if not longer. So with Dalton, you saw a lot of slant, quick game, get the ball out, get it accurately. Uh, With Justin Fields, you really should see probably a little bit of a heavier lean on the run game, but there should be a lot more RPOs, right? So put the ball in Justin's hands. Potentially, you're going to hand it off to Dave Montgomery, or are you going to pull the ball and run yourself? Also, Justin does like to attack downfield more. So you really should see Justin pressuring the Browns cornerbacks and trying to get some of these deep plays. In terms of some of the top producers, I mean, it all starts and stops with Dave Montgomery. When he's running well, the Bears are a little bit harder to stop. He's currently ranked seventh in the NFL right now in rushing yards and quite high also in terms of his yards per carry at 4.69. Uh, he definitely doesn't have as many attempts as, let's say, a um, you know Derrick Henry, just because the Bears' offense has had a hard time staying on the field. But when Dave Montgomery gets going, the Bears are, are really hard to stop. The passing attack has been mediocre right now. Uh, Allen Robinson, who's their wide receiver one, should be leading the charge. But as of right now, he only has eight receptions for 59 yards. If you go back to week one against the Rams, he didn't run a route past 10 yards. That changed this last game. He definitely ran some longer routes, but again, only 59 yards, 7.4 yards per reception and one touchdown. And that's the only receiving touchdown the Bears have this year. You have Darnell Mooney, who leads the team in receptions with 11 and has more yards at 92. And he's definitely seemed like more of the go-to option for Dalton and now Fields in this last game. But you do have to take into account uh, the tight ends. Last game, Cole Komet only had one reception. And Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Bears, said that that was unacceptable, uh, that he needs to get him more involved. So really look to see the tight ends, Cole Komet, and then Jimmy Graham secondarily get involved there. 
uh, Demir Bird, Marquise Goodwin are some of the, the third and fourth wide receivers. Marquise Goodwin is probably the one to watch out for there. Still has blazing speed this summer. Tried out for the Olympics, missed the cut, but you know he didn't look like he didn't belong there. He still a burner. And then don't you can't forget about the second running back, Damian Williams, who can definitely do some stuff out of the backfield, more the third down back, and ultimately he's gonna be someone that might be involved more so in the screen game and be an outlet for uh, Justin Fields. So really what the Bears are going to look to do is run the ball, and they're going to have to really defend those edges. Uh, the left tackles, Jason Peters, and then the right tackle, uh, Jermaine Effetti, did pretty well last week, and they're going to look to continue that and definitely use that RPO game to keep the tackles in check and attack the middle of the field with Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney, etc. Well, I'm currently at a lack of superlatives to classify that response. So let's hear from Bring Brownie back to see how the Browns might respond. An intriguing uh, game with Justin Fields projecting, at least as of right now, to be the starter. So that changes the game plan. So for us on defense, I would definitely say our linebackers containing and, and covering a lot better than last week will be huge, as well as Denzel Ward having a bit of a bounce back week. He'll be over across from Allen Robinson, so I look for that to be a huge key for our success theirs he must shut him down because I think Fields will look for the checkdown so Montgomery and Cole Komet kind of worry me especially Komet had literally one target last week so I think they're going to look to get him more involved especially if Fields is the starter on some rollouts and hit him against our linebackers so that's a crucial matchup for us and then of course containing the edge but also pressuring the edge with Garrett and Clowney to have a big week I think that's going to be huge to kind of keep the bears in chat so bro i think you're spot on that mix of containing pressure was a huge problem for the browns especially against tyrod taylor and <laughs> definitely justin fields is going to be a quarterback who can move like that so let's see how they respond to this challenge on sunday so now let's flip the field and hear about the chicago bears defense from mason west of the chicago audible so the bears operate best like most teams when their pass rush is going uh last week against the Bengals. Robert Quinn, who did not do well last year and had a forgettable week one, showed up. He had a good number of tackles, and he actually did have a sack as well. And then Cleo Mack, who is a household name, he had a, he added to that sack total. He got one of his own, which is both both of their first sacks of the year. When those two, and then when you can get Akeem Hicks clogging up the middle, though they're really going to have a hard time beating this Bears defense. The other two to really point out are going to be Jalen Johnson, the Bears' number one cornerback, and he is absolutely killing it right now. Um, he really he hasn't had let up a, a score. He's doing great with pass breakups. You know, he had an interception last week, which actually was his first of his career, even though he's in his second year. So he's really turning a corner there. And then Eddie Jackson has gotten back a little bit, got his swagger back. He forced a fumble last week, and that's really the first turnover he has caused in a little while. Uh, and his tackling was better. He the, the problem right now is what's going to ultimately happen at the slot. That's what's probably going to happen. Uh, if I would see the Browns attacking anywhere, it's going to be the slot position because that's probably the Bears' weakest position. And then because when you look at safety, Eddie Jackson solid. Like I said, Jalen Johnson on the corner, really great. Rokon Smith in the middle, he had an amazing game last week. He's going to be all over the place. In order for the Browns to win, they have to contain Roquan Smith 
Uh, Sean Desai, the Bears defensive coordinator, is really good at creating pressure without having to send a lot of extra people, but he is willing to blitz. The Bengals can certainly attest to this fact. So now let's hear from Bring Brownie back on how the Browns offense might respond to this challenge on Sunday. On offense, of course, the the tree tri-headed monster, I would even say now with Felton in there, but Hunt and Chubb, I think the ground and pound is going to be huge. Keep the momentum going there like they've been doing every week, creating the play action for Baker. So I look for Baker to actually have some good downfield looks. So DPJ and Schwartz, I think one of those guys gets a long touchdown in a big play. And the O-line, that's, that's huge. If they keep mauling, I think we can keep the momentum going our way and control the ball, control the clock. And that's the type of game I see. Going into this week, I felt far more confident about this game. But as it approaches and as I look closer at this matchup, I'm definitely a little more concerned. So now it's time for prognostication and we turn to Mason West. So keys to victory for the Bears. If the Bears are going to win, like I said earlier, they have to have to have to run the ball. They have to generate the run so that they can get into their play action game. Uh, This is something they did not see at all week one. Week two, they finally started breaking out some of that play action, and that's one of the reasons I think that they were able to be so successful. Once they get that play action going, it's going to be up to also Justin bring, and hopefully Matt Nagy uses a lot more RPO with him. Can Justin Fields make the right decision? Can he take make Miles Garrett not obsolete because you cannot contain Miles Garrett? I mean, you can try to definitely reduce his impact, but you can't. Get, contain him entirely. So can you freeze him with that RPO game? Can you right run run the ball away? And if Miles Garrett crashes hard, Justin Fields should have the athleticism to be able to pull the ball and either run himself or be able to attack downfield. Uh, get Cole Komet going. Have to have to do that. Tight end is going to be Justin Fields' safety blanket here. And if he can't get him more than the one reception that he had last week, it's going to be a long day for the Bears. Ultimately, though, I do think the the Browns are just too talented. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens. Baker was shaken up last game. Uh, Landry is now out with that MCL injury. Is Odell Beckham going to play? So, I mean, if if Odell doesn't play and if Landry isn't there and Baker is still feeling the effects of last week, there's a there's a chance that you know the Bears could actually win this, but man, that Browns defense is just is really good, and I think at the end of the day, you have a rookie quarterback making his first official start in Justin Fields, a very good defense. They're well well coached by Kevin Stefanski, um, and the running game for the Browns is is fantastic. You know we have that two headed monster in Chubb and Hunt. Uh, the Bears are pretty good at containing the run, but you know, they're a bit more of a bend, but don't break unless they get those big turnovers, which they were able to do last week, but they weren't able to do it all in week one. So that's a big question mark. Uh, ultimately, I do think the Browns are going to win this. I would say with the score 27 to 10, uh, pretty unfortunately a big gap there, uh, unless Justin Fields can take a huge leap this game. Uh, if you know, if Odell doesn't play, if some, and if you're really relying, if Baker's still looking a little shaken up there, and they're relying on these third, fourth receivers, there's a chance that the Bears could pull this off. Um, but if they're, but if not, you know, like I said, I, I feel like the Browns have this. Mason, I always get a little nervous when the Browns have to go against a mobile quarterback. I mean, last week Tyrod Taylor almost made that game into a nail biter. 
Let's see if Bring Brownie back has some analysis to bring us a little comfort. So I see us yielding maybe a couple big plays. Um, Montgomery does bother me a lot, especially up the middle uh, with our linebackers. So I do see a closer game than the spread being right around seven. If I had to guess, I'd say we at least force fields to turn the ball over once or twice in the second half, and the Browns stay ahead, but win around 31-27, that type of games. Yeah, Brownie, I think this game's going to be a close one. The only way the Browns win big is if the defense is plus three or better in turnovers. It looks like the classic game of position and possession. At home, I think the Browns get this one, but that's about all I could say. I got it at 23-15 Cleveland, and with that, we'll put this one in the books. Representing the Chicago Bears fan was Mason West of the Chicago Audible Podcast. Mason, thank you so much for joining us here on Dogs by Nature Radio. You know, really appreciate the time here. I know it went a little, a little long. It's just hard to put all this in such a short time. Uh, if you want, check out the Chicago Audible. We're also going to be doing a bit of a preview for the Browns-Bears game. And uh, you can get a little more insight into what our Bears thoughts are. Mason, this is outstanding work, and we certainly appreciated every word. And representing your Cleveland Browns was none other than Bring Brownie Back, Fantasy Sports Guru, Triple B, as always. Great to hear from you again. Well, yeah, it's been fun, guys, so back at you. Looking forward to hearing from you again real, real soon. Well, that was your dose of the straight truth. You've been listening to the Brown Showdown on Dogs by Nature Radio. I'm your host, Salome7. Take care. And go Browns.